is selfishness a virtue? If you have spent any time on Instagram or TikTok following mommy influencers, you'll know that this is a common talking point among that community. But I'm going to push back on that. I'm going to talk about my own experience with mommy influencer culture and what we should watch out for when we're consuming this type of content. This is real talk for the modern woman, so I'm not going to hold back. I'm going to be very honest and share my thoughts, and I hope that you'll lean in with me. Welcome back to Heaven and Health. Like I said, today we are talking about relatable mommy influencer culture. And the reason that I brought this up is because I came across a reel on Instagram last week that I just thought was really, I had a lot to say about it. And so I'm going to link that in the comments, but I'll just describe it to you here for those of you who either are on Instagram or don't want to go watch it. So basically this creator, she, she, posts a reel that says that one day she decided that she was just going to unfollow every quote-unquote relatable wife and mom account. And in the caption, she says, she says, I stopped calling myself all the things they said, quote, we were. Touched out, unappreciated, frustrated, overtired, exhausted, a glorified maid. I followed women who valued their husbands and their children out loud. I started getting in the word every day. I started praying for wisdom and guidance and conviction. I started calling myself what I heard, saved, blessed, loved, protected, dependable. It's a season, friends. I know it's a hard season with young kids and two perpetually semi-stressed out parents, word. But man, if these aren't the good old days. If these aren't the days that every older couple longs to get back to, guard your eyes and guard your ears. Get yourself in the word and call yourself those things. Don't believe what the world is selling you. Don't buy what the enemy is selling. It's not something you can passively accomplish. You have to be mindful. You will find yourself whisked away in a river of bitterness, entitlement, and disappointment if you don't. I pray that every woman reading this longs to know what God says she is not what the world says she is. I pray that she sees her husband as as God knows him, not as the world sees him. I pray that she sees her children as God knows them and not how the world sees them. I read that and I was just like nodding my head yes the entire time because I totally understand the draw to connect with these relatable mom accounts. So whenever I first became a mom, when Benjamin was born, and I talked about this a little bit in my Mommy Needs More Than One in Xanax episode, but um, which I think was episode three, um, but I was having a really hard time adjusting to motherhood, and it was largely because my expectations of what motherhood should be was they were my expectations were mismatched with the reality and i think we really do a poor job at preparing women for for motherhood um at the time i wasn't following the lord i was just on doing my own thing as a you know worldly secular person and i was drawn to these tiktok accounts i had tiktok at the time and it was you know approaching the height of the pandemic i had these tiktok accounts and all of the, you know, relatable mommy influencers, they were appealing to me because I felt really validated in my struggle, which isn't always a bad thing. The problem is that when we become a parent, 
we are forced to care about other people prior to ourselves. And, you know, some people have a taste of this messaging when they get married. I wasn't married when I became a mom. And so I think it really, it that just the weight of it really hit me all at once. And I found myself really struggling with this concept. And these influence were, influencers were, were basically all saying like, you just need to get, you need to take care of yourself more. It's all about you. You can't take care of other people without filling your own cup. You, 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 you. And I think that message has been so watered down that it's not actually always true. So as a health and fitness coach, I wholeheartedly agree that moms cannot put their health on the back burner because they're a mom. I am totally, I agree with that sentiment. I don't think that it's a virtue to just not take care of yourself and take care of everyone else because your health will decline. However, we do not live in a culture, by and large, where people have a problem being selfish. If anything, we are overly selfish. We only care about ourselves. And that is our human nature. And so I I find this messaging of you need to be more selfish or, you know, selfishness isn't a bad word, blah, 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 blah. I find it to be unhelpful, especially when you're struggling with the transition to being a wife and a mother. And so when I saw this reel, I was like, I totally felt the same way. And, you know, as I came back to church and grew closer to the Lord and really just left all of my insecurities about that, about being a mom, I was shown so clearly that I was actually just being really selfish and that a lot of my struggles with motherhood in particular was because I was just obsessed with myself. And I I know now that seeking validation to those accounts only made that problem worse for me. Like it felt good in the moment because I was like, yeah, you know what? That's right. Like I am underappreciated. I am touched out. I am, you know, so tired and it's and my kids are burdens and being a mom is the hardest job ever and I'd rather just be at work and send my kids to daycare all day. I can't wait for school to be back. I don't want to be around my kids ever. Like it just this messaging is everywhere. Everywhere. And it's so unhelpful. And it doesn't actually help whenever you're feeling down. So today I'm going to talk about three common myths surrounding motherhood that we see in this mommy influencer culture and then the biblical antidote to those myths. Because I do want to express that it is really can be really difficult for some people to learn how to mother, but the answer is not seeking validation from strangers on the internet. So what can you do? What is a a good way to find that stability and find the answers that you're looking for without looking to the wrong places? And you know, like just with anything else, the phrase misery loves company is appropriate here. Even if you are have experiencing these struggles and you're having a really difficult time basking in that and constantly seeking other people who will affirm your negative attitude and just your overall 
negativity towards being a wife and mom is not going to actually help you out of it. It, Like I said, it may feel good in the moment, but it's actually not going to make things better. And so I'm going to state the obvious that there are maybe things that you need to change about the way that you are operating as a wife and mom. But I'm not really going to talk about that today because for my personal experience, it really wasn't a lot of that. It was more so me changing my perspective and my outlook and being able to think about things how God would want me to think about them and approach motherhood and wife, uh, you know, spousehood. I don't know. Is that a word? (laughs) Approach being a wife from a biblical God-centered perspective. And so if you're not a Christian listening to this, you may not get as much out of it. But if you are and you are looking to kind of just feel better about you, about your role as a wife or a mom um, or both, or whether you can handle things like having kids or having more kids, things like that, I hope that this helps you. So the first topic that we're going to talk about is this idea that you cannot pour from an empty cup. Now, I kind of like this saying, but I feel like it's been co-opted and used as an opportunity to push selfishness. And what I mean by that is, yes, it is true that if you don't have the, if you feel like you don't have the energy, it can be harder to show up for people. But as Christians, we know that through the power of the Holy Spirit, he can help us when we feel like we can't like when we're just, we are so physically exhausted that we feel like we can't show up and be a mom that day and we have to anyways, we are not leaning on our own strength. We are leaning on God's strength. And that's what we're supposed to do as Christians because we cannot do it all. That's that's why this message is so damaging for some women is because they think that something is wrong with them if they are not flourishing in every single aspect of their life when they're trying to micromanage and control everything. And so the saying you can't pour from an empty cup is somewhat true, but what you are filling your cup with matters. If you're filling your cup with like things that may sound good or that are are listed as sort of like self-care things but aren't actually doing anything for your spirit, they're not going to last you. Like, I'm a manicure gal. I love going to get my nails done. I think it's great. I think it's fun. I think it's pretty. Whatever. But that's not going to be enough to sustain me through my hardest days of motherhood, okay? Like, let's just be real. When the kids are screaming, when you haven't slept, when you still have to make dinner and do 10 million things, and you're you're struggling and you're on the verge of tears – You're not going to look down at your fingernails and be like, wow, I'm so glad that I did some self-care this week. Like it's just absolutely bonkers that we act like that is what's going to sustain women. And so pouring from an empty cup is actually possible when you're not depending on yourself. So when the world says things like that, what they mean is that you that I, Brittany, cannot possibly do everything if I don't first take care of myself, which is half true. But I know as a Christian that I can't do everything by myself because I need to depend on the Lord to help me address those really tough days and help me work through them. That doesn't mean it's going to be easy, 
but you certainly can do that when you're depending on something that's bigger than yourself. And so I think a lot of the messaging in the influencer, mommy influencer space is that you should just not do things in order to appease your own selfish ambitions. And again, there are certain scenarios where that's maybe true and others where it's not. So an example where that might be true is I often work with moms in my health and fitness coaching. And one of their biggest struggles is finding the time to exercise. And so they'll find pockets of time to exercise where maybe there's laundry that needs put away. And what I encourage people to do is the laundry can wait. Why don't you go get the workout in? You'll feel accomplished. It'll boost your mood. You'll feel better. You're taking care of your body. And you can do the laundry another time. That's not a life or death scenario. You're still taking care of your home and taking care of yourself as well. It's really easy to make excuses in the name of being a wife or a mom. And that's not really what I'm talking about here. So I did just want to point that out. The second sort of topic that I want to address with the mommy influencer culture is that kids are a burden. Children are a burden and you should seek to live a life as similar to that as prior to when you have kids because you can't lose yourself in having kids and blah, 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 blah. And the problem with that statement, well, there's a lot of problems, but one of the problems is that motherhood does change you. It's a very transformative process. There's a a psychiatrist um, and an author. She wrote a book called What No One Tells You. Her name is Alexandra Sachs, and she calls this matrescence similar to like adolescence, but matrescence in, as in growing into motherhood. And there are so many things that happen to you hormonally and hormonally, physiologically from the birth process, mentally, psychologically, just from, you know, thinking about your own relationships with your parents growing up. Like there's so much that happens that it is silly for us to think that we should just try to act like before we had kids because that's healthy. It's not healthy and it's not realistic. And what happens is a lot of these moms on TikTok and Instagram or whatever, they try to create this persona online about what it means to be a mom to them and how much it has negatively impacted their lives. You will nine times out of ten see people talking negatively about motherhood than positively. And... I'm not talking about like funny reels and Instagrams and stuff. I'm not talking about things that are funny. I have a sense of humor and I'm able to laugh at stuff like videos about, you know, my toddler does this thing or behave or whatever. Like those are funny and I can totally relate to them. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about people who call their kids names, who participate in things like, you know, cra- the, the stupid egg cracking challenge where they crack an egg on their kid's head for views. Like – these behaviors where you're just using your children as props for people to follow you on social media and then simultaneously most of your content is complaining about being a mom is just so problematic. And I always think about this like what if your child sees these videos one day and and says like feels like oh that's how my mom feels about me. That's how my mom felt about me growing up that like I just that that to me breaks my heart and I would never want 
my kids to feel that way. And so when I see this sort of narrative that having children is a burden and the way that they can be valuable to me is if I can create content using them and get likes and sponsorships and whatever, then I'll include them for that reason. And it's just, I don't know. I I think that it's really selfish. And I think that when we think about our kids, it's really easy. Our flesh wants us to think that it'd be better if it, we were able to just focus on ourselves and that children really are burdens and that we should you know, just try to get through it because we should have kids, but, you know, not really cherish them and instead use them more as props. And I've really been thinking about that lately because I kind of stopped sharing my kids on social media because my, on my Instagram mostly because it's public and I just, I don't really know what I want to do there. So I just haven't really been sharing them. I have a lot of friends who only share like the back of their kid's head or whatever. And this is really more applicable, I think, if you have a public profile. If it's just like your friends and family, like whatever. That's why on Facebook I I, I will share them. But it's just a little bit crazy how scary the internet world is. And we see it in our culture everywhere how they want to take away the innocence of childhood and expose kids to so many things. And there are just so many predators online out there these days. I mean, I hear stories about you know, predators on things like Snapchat. And I just, I want to protect my kids. And so to me, that's the way I can do it. No shade if that's like not what you prefer, but I at least think about that now. Whereas before when I was really caught up in this relatable mommy influencer culture, I would say that I I would just post videos that were viral or whatever to draw attention to my kid and even if I was having like a terrible day and really struggling with my mental health with being a mom and all that stuff like I would throw my kid up there and like pretend like I don't know or make a video about it I don't know it just seems so messed up now when I think about it and the truth is that God wants us to steward our family and our primary job as Christian moms is to disciple our kids. And so if I'm spending more time recording videos on social media with or without them than I am spending time with with them directly, discipling them, teaching them about Jesus, and just being their mom, that is not a good representation of Christ. And that is my primary role as a mother and follower of Jesus. And so I see these things really at odds when it comes to relatable Christian mommy influencer content because the goal is not to share information. It's to commiserate about how hard things are or negatively talk about these things. And this goes for marriage as well, talking about how incapable men are, how much men suck, how you know, men aren't this and men aren't that. And I, I cannot stand that. I have very low tolerance for that. I mean, partially because I love my husband and he's an amazing dad. He's an amazing husband. And I don't share a lot of the complaints that I see from these moms. And I've always felt that way. Even before 
I came back to church and everything, I always had an issue with that because my husband is amazing and I don't want to talk negatively about him. And even if we were struggling with something, I wouldn't want to put it all over the internet. And I just think there's a tendency now to share stuff like that, to be relatable to the extent that it negatively can negatively impact your real relationships. And so I want to caution you if you're comparing your relationship or your str- or your struggles to people on the internet who do not know you or your partner and are giving very like blanket advice about things or tips about things that are very just they're not personal. These people don't know you. They are literally strangers on the internet. So take all of that with a grain of salt because you can hear things that sound really good that people are saying that one, they may not even be doing themselves. You don't know these people. So they may not even be doing it themselves. And also like you should take advice from and get wisdom from people who are other Christians and who know you and your spouse rather than taking advice from strangers because these people have no stake in it. If it does or doesn't work, like they don't care. It's not their marriage that's going to fall apart. And so um, we need to just be really careful with how we're taking in that advice, how we are applying it to our own lives, when that's appropriate and when it's not. And I think one of the main ways that we can do that is by unfollowing accounts that ignite that sort of comparison and um, like, oh, motherhood is so hard. Being a wife is so hard. Poor woe is me. Unfollow accounts that like that, that just make you feel worse in the long run or make you feel resentful of your role as a wife or a mom that make you feel that or that contribute to feelings of discontentment. Um, all of that. We have to be so, so careful about what we consume as Christians, what we listen to, what we see, what we just consume on social media because it affects our spirit. And we can't really pretend like it doesn't. Like, you know that when you're having a bad day, you might be quicker to like pop off at someone or, you know, talk negatively to your spouse or your kids. Like, you know this. You know this. It's human nature. And so we can't act like the things that we consume all the time don't have an impact on us. They absolutely do, especially in the form of social media where we're scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And most of these people, like especially the influencer people, are not your friends. It's not like you're consuming content from your friends. These are literal strangers who you don't know anything about their life besides what they share online. And that really comes down to it is that they, it may seem like they're relatable because they're struggling with the same things that you are, but sitting in that struggle and not trying to move past it and not trying to learn something from it and grow from it and pray about it and see what the Bible has to say about it is just going to keep you there. It's just going to keep you feeling negative. It's just going to keep you feeling down. It's going to decrease, you know, your or yeah, decrease your ability to get out of it and just move on after having a maybe a tough couple of hours with your kids or something or getting in a fight with your spouse. If your instinct is to go online and scroll mommy relatable content to be like, yeah, me and my husband fight about that too or like my husband does that too or yeah, you know what? Like I'm so touched down, underappreciated and I'm just a glorified maid. Like I 
being a mom sucks. Like, do you think that consuming content like that all the time is going to make you less resentful of your role as a mom? Like, no, of course it's not. It makes no sense. It makes no sense for us to consume stuff like that all the time and then turn around and be able to think in a completely oppositional way. That makes no logical sense. And so what I did was I unfollowed a lot of accounts um, that were, well, I deleted TikTok altogether. I don't have TikTok TikTok anymore. I think that's the breeding ground for a lot of this. And I just, I hate TikTok. So I deleted TikTok, which was a huge help. And then I just unfollowed accounts that I felt like were dragging me down or that I was feeling a desire to compare to them all the time. Um, Just to try to protect my own spirit and pray for discernment with certain things because I was like oh what what makes a good wife or good mom and I would see these videos and on the internet uh, and I would think that that those sorts of things were what makes you a good wife and mom and that's not true we should be looking to the bible and what God says about what makes a good wife and mom and how we can live that out in our everyday lives and it's not necessarily instagram worthy reels or anything but those little micro things we do all day every day that really truly matter and they can all be done for god's glory and i think sometimes we overlook the little things because we see the big things on the internet and it's just it's really easy to get in that downward spiral and just stay there even in christian circles it can be like that And I'm not saying that it's all rainbows and butterflies, but we should be approaching being a wife and being a mom with a positive attitude. We should be trying to seek opportunities to show Christ's love in those roles. That should be our primary responsibility. We should be less concerned with being able to do everything else and first make sure that we can take care of what's inside of our home our house, our husband, our kids, like these are not radical concepts, but they're so simple that oftentimes we think there must be some other way. Like there must be something that I'm missing and there really isn't. That's just, we don't like simple anymore because we think everything has to be big and grandiose and shared for all the world to see. And it just doesn't. And so it's just kind of a ramble. I hope that you can relate uh <laughs> relate that's funny given the, this entire conversation um but i hope that this at the end of the day points points you to jesus i'm not an expert and i very much realize that but i feel like we need to be having these conversations about how to- toxic this influencer culture can be for moms especially because we are vulnerable and After we have kids, we are wired to want to connect with other people and want to uh, overshare and like share emotions and feelings. Like that's how what we're wired to do so that we can bond with our babies. So it makes sense why so many moms do share this type of content, but we can't get caught up in it. We can't let it impact our relationship with the Lord and we can't let it slow down our desire to, you know, really 
fulfill these roles in a way that we know is right, but that we're constantly being pulled back into saying like, oh no, it's too hard. It's too this, it's too that. So let me know what you think. Send me a message on Instagram or Facebook. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you rate us. Give us a five-star review on Apple or Spotify, and I will catch you on the next one.